0: Hello everyone and welcome to EMIGCAST. We're your source for emergency medicine ideas, information, and inspiration for medical students. My name is Andy Lichtenheld and today it is my sincere pleasure to introduce you all to the inaugural episode of EMIGCAST. We're calling this one Surviving the Department and in this episode we're going to take a look at how medical students rotating in the emergency department can not only survive but also thrive in what can be a kind of chaotic and overwhelming environment and so to do that we're going to get some help from an expert
1: so my name is anna nelson i went to med school in colorado and i actually did an md phd there and initially emergency medicine was not really on my radar
0: it may not have been on her radar but dr nelson is now a third year emergency medicine resident right here at ohsu and she'll actually be coming back here next year as an education fellow in the Department of Emergency Medicine. So in this position, she's worked with lots and lots of medical students over the years, and as you'll hear on the rest of this episode, she has some really helpful insights to share. Uh, But before we get there, we also talked a little bit about what it was about emergency medicine that got her there in the first place.
1: The emergency department environment allowed me to be a part of a big team in kind of critical situations where you needed to make quick decisions so it fit well with my like ADD personality you know I have a fairly short attention span so that fit but it also allowed me the opportunity to take care of many many different types of people and I think that one of the reasons that I went into medicine was a absolute awe and fascination with the human body and just with people. I enjoy talking to people from all different walks of life and I feel like one of the things that emergency medicine allows me to do is interact with people that I normally wouldn't interact with in kind of my normal social environment, I guess. And so all of those aspects made me feel at home in the, in the environment, in the ED. And I felt like, on that rotation, more than any other rotation, I was surrounded by people who I thought to myself, I would like to go camping with this person. I would like to have a beer with that person. These are my people. (laughs) And I could see these being my people for the next 50 years or so.
0: I think that being part of a team that's moving quickly and taking care of anyone that walks in through the front door of the hospital is probably something that resonates with many of the people listening to this show. But I also think that one of the most difficult things about being a medical student can be figuring out exactly what your role is and how you fit into the team. Don't worry, Dr. Nelson has some ideas. They're good ones. What do you think are some ways that a rotation in emergency medicine is different than experiences, clinical experiences students will have had before? Like, what are things that maybe catch people off guard or that are good to know about before you even set foot in the department?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. And I think a lot of people have no idea what to expect, and it's kind of a daunting environment to work in, I think for some people. I think it it differs from other rotations in just how fast-paced it is, and it's a very like it is a team sport, and so within that everybody has their roles, and I think it's difficult for med students sometimes to figure out what exactly is my role in this team and how am I going to learn as much as I can, contribute something to the team and not get in the way in that kind of fast-paced environment. I think there are a couple of things that med students can do. One is to show up early and be enthusiastic and continue to ask, how can I be useful? What can I do to participate? Also at the same time that they're asking, kind of step back and see what the flow is and where there's opportunities to be useful. So going in and getting histories and communicating with the patient and being that, like, primary contact for the patient can be really useful because, especially as a senior resident, we're so busy that we don't have a ton of time to sit down at the bedside and really bond with patients as much as would be nice. So med students can certainly do that and kind of um, add, a, you know, more of a face for the team with the patient that way. Uh, certainly in the emergency department, procedures are really big. And that's one way that med students can get involved in just getting prepared to do procedures, reading about them so that they're as prepared as possible if they see that coming down the pipe with a particular patient. Getting the ultrasound ready so that they can ultrasound any patients, especially trauma patients or critically ill patients that come in. That's one way to like participate in those patients actively is to get the ultrasound ready and try and get involved that way. And then I think the other thing is on the shift, during the shift, there are going to be kind of, you know, times that things are really busy and times that things are slow, and trying to locate your senior resident and locate your attending so that you can take full advantage when the times are kind of slow, in order to like pick their brain about particular patients and ask good questions and kind of stay actively involved. Uh, it's, It's easy to kind of take a back seat and just watch what's happening, I think, as a med student. So trying to kind of advocate for yourself and figure out where you can participate, you know, as much as possible. I think the other thing is having very concrete goals for what you want to get out of the rotation. Every single shift, I would try and pick a goal, whatever that may be. You want to focus on reading EKGs. You want to focus on ultrasounds. You want to focus on broadening your differential for abdominal pain, headache, chest pain. You want to sew up as many lacks as you can. Whatever that goal is, come to each shift with your individual goal and communicate it to your resident or your attending. And I think that is one of the best ways that you can advocate for yourself and get as much as possible out of the rotation.
0: Yeah, that's that was another question I had for you, actually, and those seem like some great examples of of goals, I I was wondering, I think probably for students who haven't been in that environment, it might be difficult to kind of select, you know, what are appropriate goals, like yeah. probably, you know, running a resuscitation is not an appropriate goal for a, a third-year medical student, but, right. or, or fourth-year medical student, are there some quintessential things that you think a student rotating through should come away with?
1: Hmm, I, yeah, so... I think one of the biggest things that we focus uh, during our rotation with fourth-year med students here is specific chief complaints, kind of thinking, what are the life threats? That's how we think about it in the emergency department. What are the things that are going to kill this person immediately? And then what are the most likely things going on? And kind of creating those broad differentials for common chief complaints. And so... We have, you know, lectures that are structured at kind of addressing each of those. So chest pain, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, headache, you know, the septic infant, those sorts of things. I think in the emergency department, it's really important to get that foundation of having a really broad differential for those really common things. Because if you don't think about the uncommon etiologies... Or you don't think about tamponade or you don't think about the pneumothorax then you'll miss them so i think one thing to focus on is common chief complaints give as broad a differential as you possibly can and maybe pick one each shift and really focus on making sure that you internalize that differential and how you work up a particular patient with shortness of breath or chest pain or whatever it is i think the emergency department is a phenomenal place to work on um, your own interpretation of imaging studies, both x-rays and cross-sectional imaging. It's really important to what we do, and we're blessed with phenomenal colleagues and radiologists that help us read those, but we also make a lot of decisions on our own reads. So I think that's something, as med students, that you can work with your seniors on. And then I also think that reading and interpreting EKGs is something that is very important to emergency medicine physicians and something that you know especially as a med student you want to come up with an algorithm that you apply every single time and just work on that through your rotation and then i think procedures certainly you're not going to be getting a ton of innovations i don't think as a med student um it's possible but You know, some basic procedures, trying to, you know, do an IND or two, so a couple lacerations, maybe a paracentesis, um, reading about those procedures before you start your rotation so that you're prepared to do them. And I think the other one would be splinting in the emergency department. seems like something that, you know, I think as a fourth-year med student, you could certainly participate in and have that as a goal for your rotation.
0: Yeah, those sound great. Are there other things that you think really help medical students stand out or excel in the on their emergency medicine rotation?
1: Yeah, I would say for anybody, um, my biggest piece of advice and recommendation is to show up early to be enthusiastic, to get to know as many people in the department as you can, not just the residents and the physicians that you're working with, but the nursing staff the administrative staff, the janitors, the people that get all of your supplies for you, the tax everybody, and work your ass off as much as you possibly can because that will allow you to get as much as you can out of the rotation. One of the biggest things I think that's hard for med students is to you know, have a couple of patients that they're seeing and realize that they're not done with the patient after they've left the room, taken the history and physical, kind of come up with a plan, the labs are ordered, the imaging's ordered, and sometimes it's easy to kind of check that off the list. One of the things that med students can do that's super helpful is to just continually click the refresh button and look at those labs. Figure out, like you ordered them for a reason, you know, what do you think about the fact that their creatinine's elevated, but their BUN is totally normal? Why do you think that's the case? Their sodium's low, their potassium's up, and their glucose is low. How do you interpret those labs? And coming and saying either, hey, I noticed that these labs are X, and I think Y, and I want to do Z, or I saw them, I have no idea what this means, let's talk about it. It's also super helpful, but just having the um, forethought to follow up on the labs and the imaging is super important. And the other way, I mean, med students can be amazing patient advocates in terms of, you know, my patient is still in pain. What else can we do for his pain? How can we make him feel better? Certainly another way they can contribute.
0: I think emergency medicine is a unique way to approach medicine, and it can be hard to pick it up on the fly and also figure out how you can be an active member of the team. Dr. Nelson has some really practical and useful tips, and there was a lot in there, so let's recap real quick. So the basics, show up early, be enthusiastic, ask how to be useful and how you can participate, but also be able to step back and see ways that you can help the flow and try to anticipate needs. In particular, she suggested some good roles for medical students are to be a primary contact point for the patient. And when there's a procedure to be done, see that ahead of time, get the gear ready, and get yourself ready. Another way that medical students can get involved is to be on the spot with ultrasound. And we here at emigcast.com love ultrasound. More on that in future episodes. We talked about making use of slow times in the emergency department to track down your attending, track down your resident, and to stay actively engaged and get some teaching from them. Dr. Nelson also emphasized the importance of having concrete goals, and she suggests picking one specific goal each shift and letting the team that you're working with know about that goal. Some of the goals we discussed that are kind of quintessential things that medical students might want to come away from an emergency medicine rotation with are uh, having good differentials for common chief complaints that are structured according to what are the life threatening etiologies, what are the common etiologies, etc. Other goals are having some good basic imaging interpretation skills, having a good way to systematically read an EKG, and also developing some basic procedural skills like with abscess, incision and drainage, splinting, laceration repair, those kinds of things. And then we also talked about the importance of staying on top of what's happening with the patients you're seeing in the department, and also being a good patient advocate. What sorts of things do you think students who are not sure that emergency medicine is what they want to do, but maybe it is, what sorts of things do you think they should pay attention to during a rotation to kind of figure out, you know, is this the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life?
1: Specifically for trying to figure out whether EM is a good fit for you, I think you, you have to like a couple of things. You have to like not always knowing the right answer, but being willing to make a decision. And I think that's really important to emergency medicine. You need to be willing to make a decision without all of the information, without all of the data, without having a ton of time to sit and kind of dwell on, you know, the data that you have, the patient that you have in front of you. And predict what's going to happen in the future and you have to be willing to commit to that decision and some people find that really anxiety-provoking. It is very fast-paced and some people find that kind of daunting in terms of thinking about career longevity. I think there are many ways to get around that and kind of adapt to that situation but I do think it's important Um, and I think just being in the emergency department and looking at different types of faculty, how they kind of balance their career, how they have made it work for them, was something that I found really helpful because I saw multiple different people that had sub-specialized in different aspects of emergency medicine and made very different careers for themselves that I could see myself being happy in.
0: Up until this point, we've been talking about what to do when you're rotating at an unfamiliar department in the hospital. What about when it's not just the department that's unfamiliar, but it's the hospital itself? It's the city. It's the state. What do you do when you're on an away rotation?
1: I think the most important thing is to just be as flexible as you possibly can. Realize that you don't know the system. You're not going to know kind of how to get things done, but you can still show up, be enthusiastic, be a team player, and you know do the best job that you can. And really, when we have students rotate here from elsewhere, we're not so worried about their medical knowledge and their differentials and their like procedure skills. We wanna know, can they come into a new environment that they're not used to, play nice with others, and take good care of their patients to the best of their ability at whatever stage that they're at. And I think those are the biggest things. Are you a team player and are you kind to your patients? And are you trying to be the best physician that you can be at whatever stage? And the expectations for moving the department or seeing a lot of patients or writing the best notes or any of that stuff is really pretty low. We're all so friendly. You know, <laughs> we just want everybody to have a good time. So. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. You know, do the best thing for your patient every day and have a good time. So.
0: I like that motto. Yeah. Are there things that stu- common mistakes that students make over and over again that people could avoid if they knew about it ahead of time.
1: Mm, kind of like a do's and don'ts Yeah, thing.
0: I think maybe you kind of already spoke to this a little bit with talking about it being easy to sort of sit back and assume sort of a passive role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm wondering if there are other things that you see kind of people slipping into that would be easy to avoid.
1: Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. Um, as part of the uh, fourth year rotation here, the other chiefs and I came up with of a truisms of the emergency department to try and help med students that were rotating understand the way that we think about patients I think some of the mistakes that we see are um, people don't appreciate how sick somebody is and we pride ourselves on that kind of doorway you know you walk by the room and you think oh, God, that guy looks really ill, and I don't know what his vital signs are, but I know that there's something wrong, and we need to figure out what it is. And that sick versus not sick kind of quick doorway evaluation is important to our job. The way that med students can kind of participate in that is to not undersell patients. And I think it is super important to get all of the vital signs on every single patient. They're vital for a reason, and it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when they get missed, or um, just not kind of thought about, you know? So they're, they're slightly abnormal, you know, they're, they're a little febrile, they're a little tachypnic. And then that search criteria, and then you have a source, and then they're septic, and then they're hypotensive, and then it's septic shock. And, you know, we kind of see that path developing, and I think sometimes it's easy for med students to overlook slight abnormalities like that or underappreciate the, the severity of an illness. I think another kind of—one of the biggest things, I think, in the ED that's different—this goes back to your very first question, sorry for jumping back—but— um, one of the things that's different about the ED than other rotations is the presentation. So the presentation in the emergency department versus the way somebody presents when you're rounding peds or, or medicine is very different. And we're looking for different information. And there are some really great papers that have been published and great um, Online resources kind of outlining how the presentations differ so I'm not going to go into any of that detail but I think taking the time to kind of do a little investigating to see what it is that we want to know in the presentations is important and we want them to be really pretty concise and by giving a concise presentation we can kind of get to the dispo more quickly and move patients which is important to us but it also allows us to see that you're thinking about it from kind of that emergency medicine standpoint if that makes sense and so i think focusing on the presentations and how, kind of what our expectations are for presentations a lot is one of the ways that you can really excel um on a rotation as opposed to presenting as if you're rounding Um, in the MICU or something, your attending is going to glaze over pretty quickly. And that's a common error, I think, that students make.
0: So for common mistakes in the emergency department. So Dr. Nelson talked about not blowing off abnormal vital signs and not underselling how sick a patient is. She also mentioned how important it is to not give sort of a general medicine ward style presentation in the emergency department and um, we're going to provide a link in the show notes and it's from an article in academic emergency medicine that was published in 2008 and it's specifically for medical students about uh, giving emergency medicine style presentations and so when we say show notes and this is good not just for this episode but for our all the future episodes here on emigcast and we have other resources to provide we'll put them in the show notes and what we mean when we say that is just the blog post that's associated with each podcast episode we'll put those links down in the text portion of the blog post so to find that you'll have to come on over to the website that's just www.emigcast.com so if you're getting this off iTunes you will have to come over to the website for that but that material will be right there in the blog post. I think that it's a common dilemma that medical students struggle with that I know that I struggle with is sort of uh, feeling like feeling like I'm a kind of a drag on the team or a drag on the flow or, you know, knowing that that my learning is sort of like slowing down the team. And do you think, what are ways you think, like I'm thinking about that while you're talking about advocating for patients and, mm-hmm. you know, advocating for your own learning. What are ways you think that people kind of navigate that successfully, like making sure that they have time to learn, but at the same time when the department is really busy and, and things are really moving, that they're not slowing down the team you know, so much that it's um, really affecting patient care?
1: Hmm. I think that's really tough. It is. It's a great question. Um, being able to kind of observe the attending and observe the resident and just see where those lulls are so that you can then utilize that and say, hey, I followed up these labs. Let's make a decision about this patient together when there is a little quiet point. And being able to pick up on social cues if the resident and the attending or whatever the team structure is, are stressed out and really busy and just kind of being willing to, you know, follow up on your patient on your own. Go look at some of the imaging. If, if the resident and the attending are talking about a patient that you're not seeing, but it sounds really interesting, pull up that CT scan, look at it yourself. Kind of, you know, use those times in which everybody else is really busy and stressed out to learn on your own, I guess, and I think if you come in with a kind of specific, this is my goal for the shift, you'll be surprised how how willing and eager the residents and the attendings are to make sure they accomplish that goal. And the other thing is, it's the resident and the attendings job to make sure that they educate you. That's, that is part of their job. Um, so... I would encourage med students to speak up for themselves and advocate for themselves even in the busy ED environment, because that definitely is something that you guys deserve. And it's challenging, but it's it's absolutely something that we want to support and
0: encourage. Well, thank you. That's all really, really helpful. This is your chance to to tell all the medical students who are going to come and rotate through your department. Is there anything else you would like them to know or anything we didn't talk about you think is important?
1: I think And probably all of the med students know this by now, and I'm like old and outdated, and so I'm probably behind the time anyway, but all of the online resources and like the foam and MCRIT and MRAP and all of those podcasts can be so useful for med students just kind of getting into EM and figuring out, is this the field that really excites me? If you listen to those podcasts and you're like, yes, this is awesome, then then you'll come that much better prepared to your rotation. If you listen, you're like, eh, maybe not. (laughs) Then I think you should find something else. But there's just so much information out there, um, I think, for med students kind of picking EM as a career.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. I wonder, are there any, it can be kind of an overwhelming, like, smorgasbord to choose from these days, it seems like. Are Are there any resources that you think are particularly good for medical students?
1: So... I think that... uh, Either like
0: clinically or just getting a flavor, you know?
1: So I think that several of the online resources are pretty approachable and attainable for med students. So I think uh, Life in the Fast Lane is one of the ones that I think is, it's very kind of boiled down to the nuts and bolts and basics of, of things. And so I think that's a great resource that med students can use. And um, I guess academic life in emergency medicine might be a little less attainable, maybe something to to look at as a resident more. Um, But the MRAP uh, has great, you know, podcasts that I think can be useful just for trying to get a feel of like, what are the hot topics in emergency medicine? And are those things that you're interested in? And they are also great, you know, kind of discussion points on shift because a lot of the residents and attendings listen to them, and so that can really kind of facilitate your learning as well. But there is there's so much information out there, and it's daunting. And I wish I had, you know, double the amount of time to sit and peruse all of the resources out there to make myself a better emergency medicine physician. But um, and of course, there's like more and more every day. But yeah, I think those would be the big ones that I would yeah. start with.
0: That's cool. I like that idea of you can get a flip before you even work in the emergency room, you can get a flavor of sort of what the medicine is like and even an idea of if it's the kind of thing that lights your fire. Or not. Yeah. That's cool.
1: And you can listen to MRAP and that's a little taste of the sense of humor that happens in the emergency yeah. department. And if you Which find it important. funny, <laughs> you're you probably good. If you find it offensive, <laughs> you might want to reconsider. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I really appreciate it. It's been fun.
0: So in that last segment, Dr. Nelson mentioned FOAM, and for the uninitiated, that's free open access medical education, and it's what you're listening to right now. We're going to put some links to some of the resources that she likes for medical students in the show notes. She mentioned life in the fast lane and academic life in EM. We'll go ahead and put those in the show notes as well as some of the resources that we particularly like here at emigcast.com. And this is really just an incredible time to be a medical student, in particular a medical student interested in emergency medicine because there is just so much out there that is insanely high quality and free and openly available. It's really incredible. She also mentioned EMRAP, which is Emergency Medicine Reviews and Perspectives, which is not technically foam because it's not free, but it is really deeply discounted for medical students. And if you haven't listened to that, it is just another fantastic resources. We'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. And that's going to do it for our maiden voyage here at EMIGcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope that you found this useful and that it's something you could come back to when you're driving along, headed to your emergency medicine rotations this next summer, to remind yourself how it is that you're going to spend less time stressed out and worried that you're missing out on something and more time having fun being excited about learning. Myself and the rest of the EMIGCAST team have some other really great episodes in the hopper for the coming months that we're excited about. They're all gonna be practical. They're all gonna be relevant to medical students who are interested in emergency medicine, and we're really excited to share them with you. So please use the comments section on the website to let us know what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you have ideas for other episodes that you'd like to see, please let us know. We want to make sure that this is meeting the needs of people out there and that it's actually useful. So please stay in touch and stay tuned and we'll see you next time.